Okay. Well, hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the thirteenth podcast of here. Uh, joining me on the panel is the OG squad, the one we started with. Uh, I have Aman. Aman, say hi. Hey guys. Hey, and there is Anub who finally like took the time to you know wake up and play life. Anub, what's hi. up, everyone? Oh, he's a little too excited. And we have Rats <laughs> who will be streaming Fee Fi Fee. How do you say? How do you I say think that? it's Fee. I mean, see, the developers say it's Fee. A lot of people say it's Fee. But yeah, so Fee Fi Four. We're calling it Fee Fi Four. Fee Fi Four. Okay, he's playing Fee Fi Four. And yeah, if you notice, I wasn't there in the last podcast. And but huge props to Aman for hosting that one. It's not easy hosting. He did a good job. I don't. Also, I don't. I did the best. Appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't appreciate the jabs. I was just being nice, Aman. So, <laughs> never mind. Okay, I'll take the compliment and whatever. So, uh, we're moving on right away with the topics. And as is tradition, uh, I would like to like clear up do the housekeeping, which is loot boxes. And we, you know, we have to do this, but. something very uh, serious happened in this in this week uh, especially with the legislative actually taking part and forcing esrb to you know make a you know regulate this uh, uh, the the use of loot boxes in games so esrb actually came and did a public statement which as usual helped nobody uh, let me just read out this public statement so that we can discuss on it so here it is uh you may have noticed that we have been a little quiet on the topic of in-game purchases and loot boxes but we have been listening in fact we have absorbed every tweet email facebook post and singing telegram center away and we have been working to develop a sensible approach to let gamers and parents know when a game offers the option to purchase additional content starting soon esrb will be assigning a brand new label to physical games called in-game purchases this label or as we call it interactive element will appear on boxes and wherever those games can be downloaded for all the games that offer the ability to purchase digital goods of a premiums with real world currency this includes features like bonus levels skins surprise items such as item packs loot boxes mystery awards music virtual coins and other forms of in game currency subscriptions season pass upgrades example to disable ads and more We are also launching a new website called parentaltools.com.org to help raise awareness of helpful tools that parents can use to manage the amount of time or money those crafty those crafty kids can spend playing games card this is actually in the statement this is the first step of many we'll continue to discuss how to further enhance our rating system with publishers developers gamers and especially parents we'll continue to make adjustments as the need arises thank you all for your patience on this and your love for the games we period guys uh yeah what do you take away from the thing first first week amal why don't you start uh uh this was last week's uh, news i think and um while i i we discussed it last uh, i was discussing it with arnab but the thing is while this is a nice step it's still uh it's still far from the solution i understand that it's a progressive step compared to the fact I'm, that I'm, nothing the reason i'm saying this is because there's a lot more that happened in this week that i want to cover it so continue amal right, right. so uh see the thing is while i understand that pe- uh, there are some things going on i think the pressure still needs to be up right, uh, right. rather than celebrating or even uh, even having hopes right now i think uh, this is more of a 
See, they're telling you they're gambling with you now, right now, than previously when they were not telling you, right? Hmm. So that's a definitely right. an appreciative step, but still long ways to go before uh, we see, um, I uh, we see actual change. I think so. Which should no, be interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell right. me. Finish it. No, no. Go on. So yeah, the uh, Anub, I want to talk to you this before is that this feature especially i feel that this helps nowhere because uh, especially in this part where he says this includes features like bonus levels skins surprise items music virtual coins and other forms of in game currency so according to this season passes uh, the loot box system in star wars battlefront 2 and the the dlc content that witcher 3 released which was the expansion packs they both come under the same category under this under the statement like in game purchases What do you think that solves? This solves practically nothing, to be honest. Right. Like how I see it, it's basically like okay, so we are taking everything under one banner. I can hear myself echoing, so that's weird, kind of. But uh, we are taking everything under one banner, and that's kind of not how we are supposed to deal with it. Like I understand their uh, part in. making this a streamlined process but this should have been dealt with more like i don't know a responsibility and more intuition i guess i don't know the proper word forgetting the proper word but yeah yeah exactly it's again comes back to the same thing where they don't want to again we have to like clear this uh, i'm getting my echo rats can you like yeah. understand what's happening yeah it's yeah. Pro- no but there's no echo uh, in stream side it's just you okay. guys be echo cool cool Stream right, is right. going to no. see the game freeze for a bit. Okay, all good, all good. So what I wanted to say basically was that uh, we had to first clarify that when it comes to ESRB, they are these are the people who give the ratings uh, to the games, right? Uh, but the thing we need to know is like most of the people uh, have this sort of belief that ESRB really cracks down on the games and like pro- produces harsh ratings on them. Whereas this is not the case. Most of the the ratings are pretty much catered. very very calmly in interests of the publishers and the system this body was rather installed or created so that the government or the legislative does not have to you know intervene when it comes to this uh, so the fact that uh, this thing clearly says that esrb has no interest in removing loot boxes which obviously the developers don't want to do so rats my question to you is uh, again uh you see the legislative really really like again this was the uh, response that the legislative gave back immediately after this being announced the or i suppose i forgot her name maggie uh hassan the us senator says that while uh, you did uh, make a, you just slapped another sticker onto it this does not address the major issue of loot boxes actually predating these kids what do you have to say to that rats Well, I'll be honest. Loot boxes can be pretty addictive. It kind of like wants. It, it, it again, it depends. See, addiction. It's like you got to know when to stop. But if there's some like some incentive in said boxes that makes you want to get it, right? Then you're not mm-hmm. gonna stop. You're definitely gonna want to you know spend a lot of money towards that. So, I mean, yeah, you gotta find a way to kind of stop that, which is gonna be extremely hard. Like I like the steps that uh, you know, and the points that Aman have has pointed out. Aman and Arun are both, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be a long, it's it's gonna take a long uh, time before we can you know tackle this issue and kind of like completely curb it that you know doesn't ha- require any government intervention. 
Right. You said this very interesting thing about this. Uh, people wanted to spend more. And this is exactly what once the leg- uh, the senator gave us a response, the president of uh, uh, of uh, of ESRB, Pratishia Vaughan, uh, gave back a letter to her, which basically says that uh, we don't believe that loot box itself uh, promotes gambling or anything like that. We have taken the, these stats and these uh, casino clubs who say that loot boxes is not gambling. They're outright denying that loot boxes are gambling. They, and they say that uh, we believe that when parents uh, when parents are confronted with the fact that their kids actually have some games with in-app purchases, their major focus is that their kids should not be spending so much money. So 91% of people say that is a thing. So we've brought this broad spectrum uh, rather than just focusing on loot box. It's such a weird way, Aman, to like just again, again, just club this like their outright denial. And the fact that another uh, uh, game, uh, there's going to be this game developer conference that's happening. Where I, I'm not kidding you, there is this uh, roundtable which says that censorship is harming the the removal of loot boxes is harming the voice of a game developer, like with the people like claiming this as uh, gaming disorder. What censorship? Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like they're actually crippling a developer uh, voice in this. this no, no, is no. Actually what, what censorship? The censorship hasn't the censorship of loot boxes and in-app purchases. <laughs> as if this is actually, I'm not making this up. I can put the link no, down below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Okay, right. Uh, see, one of the reasons why I, I think what's going on is that honestly, no one has an actual solution for the loot box problem. Uh, even in places like America and Europe, if other podcasts like podcasts from Co-optional Podcasts, other things, um, people will regularly tell you, vote with your wallet. Right? That's the concept of the free market over there, in America right. at least. Right. And that is because honestly, even they don't have an answer on how to stop uh, the loot box mania coming. Uh, Completely. Yes, exactly. To an extent, because you can make unlimited amount of money uh, through something like IAPs, right, which is in-app purchases basically. Right. And in developer conferences around the world, today are less about making uh, video games, making things that, you know, people want to play and more about, you know, how you can make a product that you can earn money out of and the various ways to mon- earn to earn money out of that set product. Right. right. So uh, it, it's obvious to see something like a panel come up, which is defending uh, loot boxes, but that's stupid. I think the bigger question is the fact that no one seems to understand how to stop the loot box thing and terming it as gambling helps to an extent because it means it will be slightly regulated than before when it was not regulated at all. Uh, I think we all remember the CSGO days and the, you know. Mm, I know. Uh, yeah, on, on this part, I would like to say that there is currently one thing that's going on. I don't know if anyone knows this, but the CSGO gambling has stopped, but there is a new uh, player in town and we all know which that is. It's PUBG. So there are no, no, sites no. like that still up. So, like. No, 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 no. Let me put something very clear. Uh, CSGO gambling hasn't stopped. It still exists, right? People yeah, yeah. still... It's still people get... gamble. They, and, they, it's, yeah. and they don't use the CSGO items. So, it, I don't know. It's like a weird bypass. Even I didn't understand it myself. But See, it, they use some points. Yeah. But the thing is, given that it's 
at least to an extent regulated now it's harder for random people to get entry which is what is the important part of this discussion right as exactly. soon as you uh lower the barrier of entry to the point the 13 year olds 15 year olds kids can come in and vote uh, and, and basically invest in the gambling with their parents money or with money that they do not own that is i think when the problem comes in and we have several examples of uh this is a very interesting point you brought sorry to interrupt you aman if you were saying yeah. i'll let you continue so uh no. okay right you brought this very interesting thing about like this thing being accessible to 13 year olds whereas this is something i want to bring out where uh the fact is this it clearly says in this we're also this statement we're also launching a new website called parental tools to help raise awareness to the helpful tools that parents can use to manage the amount of time or money those crafty kids can spend playing games right now this yeah. again like reminds me of that conversation with you aman like back then we talk about the shooting thing right where we have to actually focus on parenting and stuff like that it's very similar now if you see how flawed my argument was because come on like as a parent you can you this is a good step while parenting parents need to know more about the topic yeah. but a guy cannot uh, monitor his child 24/7 so, let me and, let me uh, put it this way yeah uh the people furthering the argument that it is the parents responsibility of uh making sure that their kids are not buying loot boxes are the same people who are making the loot boxes right, right. exactly they are creating the problem and they're giving you the solution and they're telling you here go about it whereas the problem is earning them money right right uh, and this is uh, without say going into much is a similar problems as to what the gun violence and nra is happening in us right and it's in some similar lines uh, very very similar actually yeah and okay. and right um, now yeah one thing i would like to say that uh, you said that this is like for to control the amount of time or money they spent one i don't think that the time part should be like you know up for anyone to control the money this, i can this, understand this. See, see again, Arnab. You have to understand something. The time and money control part is coming from the people who are creating the problem. It is not an actual solution. It is a scapegoat of a solution that is being provided to you, so that it's, you. Yeah, it's again deviating from. The, it's making sure that you are deviating from the problem at hand, so that you like people yeah, are yeah. all at bay. It, this yeah. is what it is. And uh, what I see as a long-term solution is just raise that barrier of entry. You know? you don't allow people less than uh, 18 years old they think into casinos right but the, yeah exactly yeah but so, then, yeah so, like the yeah continue continue sorry you were saying something yeah continue no i think that is where the long term solution is going towards and that is nice like we will eventually not see a lot of iaps in uh, kid friendly games but rather in um um again and this is very very hard uh, to expect uh, like imagine or predict but generally that is the direction it should go in and if you are if there should be a verification process that if you are lower the age of barrier of entry you shouldn't be allowed to buy things off of the market because you will obviously be abusing it and understand something the consumer isn't the one abusing the system the people yeah, who yeah. create the system is making it in such a way that it is easy to abuse it right right so are anna aman i'll have to kind of disagree with you with the fact that this is where see this going because clearly unlike casinos or something 
the target audience of people who play these multiplayer games rather uh, than uh, which have purchases uh, range somewhere between 15 to 21 so if this law mm. were to pass where you were to like uh, where you were to like ban people below age of 21 these games are dead so okay. understand something yeah. uh, the ban will not happen today it yeah, will happen they seven eight years later down the line because this is just the starting wave against ips and ips have just come up they will definitely make yeah. money for the next 5 6 years right uh, yeah uh, it's it's also not a very new model it's a model that's been around since uh, mmorpg days right but back then it was less abused uh, than it yeah, is it's, it's pretty much like since like pokemon cards were it yes it is more right now because of again as you said the target audience but the target yeah. audience will not be the same age of uh, 7 8 years later so and back then people who have experienced how abusive the system can be i'm really sure they'll be the ones rising up to it yeah so this is you brought this very interesting point which will lead to the last thing that i want to ask you is because because of this there have been people like chrisley and all this who from a legislative point are immediately like taking a stand on this and because esrb is pr- like pretty much proving that they're not like going to involve themselves it's the legislative assembly that is going to like come down right and what do you think that could imply because as it is there was this one time where you know uh, many departments st- started say stating like this whole controversy about video games being violent which proved to be false and in that time we were right but when this thing happens and when this thing is brought into the news media they have substantial evidence against video games like with the mm. whole thing about this thing predating i understand but by that time i don't think uh, uh, back when the first video game violence debate started uh, back then video games were really in danger today video games right. companies are multi billion dollar companies i don't think that's going to be much of an issue Yeah, especially in a capitalist country like America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in a capitalist exactly. society in general, if you see globalism, like uh, right now, you can sell a product that's on the internet on any country in the world. It doesn't matter where you are setting up, right? As long as you have a market base to sell, and that's always going to exist right now for gaming, from here onwards at least. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much going to be it. Uh, Anna Ben uh, Rats. The- Uh, did i just cut off no no you didn't cut no yeah. you didn't you just did not say anything yeah no no i have <laughs> oh, so i could hear that. anything but okay uh, yeah but i think that basically covers all of it i just wish that there like these people who are at the administrative level would actually like i don't know properly put their thoughts into places that actually required it and not just throw around these powers just because they have it that's about yeah. it i guess that's That's pretty much just a brilliant way to say, uh, sum it up. Uh, regardless, this uh, we can all agree that this is the start of something big, and it'll be interesting to watch how this goes, right? Because it's 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 obviously going to get a lot more interesting. Uh, so the second topic we move on is on Overwatch, all right? And basically, a new character that has been added. And pardon me if I'm going to mispronounce her, her name, Brigitta. Brigitte. Brigitte, Brigitte, Brigitte. Brigitte. Okay, fine. Brigitte. Brigitte. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if anybody feels the right pronunciation, please correct me. Uh, apparently, yeah, she has been 
I've seen quite before this, like uh, like a Marvel tease where you know you've seen her in a couple of videos now. But now she's a fully playable character as a hero. And uh, Aman will tell me like this. this she, the interesting part is she's filling a major gap in the Overwatch as so, a supplement tank kind of support DPS kind of person. So okay, let me put it this way: uh, you have played a lot of um, MMORPGs, right? Yes, exactly. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, imagine the paladin archetype. Right, right, off right, right, game. right. Now imagine putting it into an FPS game. Doesn't okay. make sense. Right? No, it does not actually. But uh, Blizzard did it properly. Like they put it and they put it in. They put her in the exact category as, as you would find in a traditional uh, um, MMORPG in the sense that she is a support and a tank sort of mixed character, right? And it's so right. interesting. If you go right. through her Ross uh, abilities, like she is, I think Ratul can uh, further on yeah. this information, but uh, but like so when you're, when you're she basically she, yeah basically she stops any uh, dive composition. So in Blizzard, there are lots of dive compositions, like people like Tracer, over uh, Tracer Diva, um, Genji, right? So right. she has this attack where she can take out her shield and she use shield bash, like she lunges forward and hits someone and. They get stunned. So if you are any of those characters that uh, that is uh, around, based around you know going in fast and then disrupting the enemy team, this is a very big counter to those kinds of players, which is very nice. Okay, so uh, j- uh, the detailing of that just after the announcement came the video that the character has already been nerfed. All right, yeah, that, so that, that that's good. common. That's yeah, that's that's very common. That's, like, that's, because... that's typical Blizzard, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah just let me. Uh, this is what. This is my question to you. Like, certain of these nerves are like include like going to be a bit of cooldown, like bit of more gap between her shield bash and like there's going to be a more uh, higher cap on her vertical mobility and cooldowns have been lessened. Regardless of all this, what do you think her inclusion is going to like affect the gameplay of Overwatch in your opinion? Well, and how do you, how would you approach this? Right, yeah. So. I'm going to be honest, when the game, like when the hero comes out, the Dogen servers are going to be filled because everyone wants to b- get a piece of Bridget. Bridget or Bridget or whatever. Right. Let's call her, let's call her Brigida. Brigida. Oh, let, let, Brigida. Let's, just, Brigida. let's just call her Tob's daughter. He's actually Torbjorn's daughter <laughs> according to the lore. Let's call her Paladin. Yeah, Paladin. Let's call her the Paladin. So, this Paladin-like character, so she's a support hero, but she doesn't have to necessarily be that support. She can also act in. She's like, ra- is she ranged or uh, is she straight up? Uh, she's uh, melee, but, but she has right. ranged yeah. abilities that also fare her pretty well. As she can basically. Do so she can be a DPS character as well. Like no, 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 more like an off tank in case if your tank is taking yeah. damage. Okay. Like let's say for example, the dive composition as Aman mentioned actually focuses on dismantling your primary tanks who are in the front line, right? It's right. it's basically you either dive at the tank and take by the front line and then push immediately forward, or you just dive to the backline supports who are healing the team. Like that's how the dive composition mm-hmm. works. So with Brigade, okay, with with the Paladin, it could be very different. So it could work like you know, in case if, uh, for example, the dive composition comes in, and she just come, she can actually fill in the role of an off tank while keeping that heal intact, while healing, supporting her team in the backline. So giving them that extra second. Since Overwatch is a fast-paced game, every second counts. Right. You can't even if you slip up on right. one second, you're screwed, right? So oh, I okay. say that you know, 
once uh, this hero is out, I actually want to see how certain teams, like even in the Overwatch League, are planning on utilizing this hero. I want to know what their scenes are, but I think it might even form like a meta composition. Uh, I mean, like a new composition altogether in the meta that might be focused more around, you know, uh, brigade, uh, like the Paladin as well as uh, Reinhardt. And even, you know, and knowing Blizzard, they are heavily lower centric. But that means even their gameplays, exactly. they even kind of like add that factor where these characters would do well. Like, for example, right. you know, if you take um, a Reap, okay, let's take a good, uh, okay, let's take Anna and Soldier two guys in the lore are good friends right. and they actually have a really good combo right. with their ultimate if you combine anna's nano boost with soldiers oh, oh it's a tag team kind exactly. of thing so if in lore okay. close to each other your combos together will benefit in the exactly. game as well so I, that's brilliant. I don't know if yeah. that's like third's intentional way of you know linking the lore to the mechanics which is pretty cool in my opinion so i know I, I think that's very close because even league of legends did that with the new rakan and I think yeah, yeah, I read about and that. So their yeah, their combos are like go hand in hand as well. So this is a pre pretty much intended, if I'm not. And yeah. it's it's not just Anna Soldier; it's also Anna Reaper as well as Anna Reinhardt. Like all these guys, they have some kind of connection. So this paladin. Wait, wait Reinhardt is supposed to be the godfather of uh, this uh, brigade, uh, yes, right? She, yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the lore of this. All that, all that, also the mentor. Yeah, so mentor. okay. By the way, by the way. If you've seen the Reinhardt Overwatch short, she's there. She's there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been saying. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. 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 So again, uh, uh, my question. Uh, sorry, Rats, you were continuing. Yeah, so I mean, if you in, okay, if you take it like a quick door friendly, like what's the scene? She is one of Tob's uh, seven kids, I think. Uh, to seven yeah, Tob actually has seven kids. If you look at the comics, they show him his wife with seven kids. And she's like the oldest out there. She also was like the armor smith for Reinhardt during his days in. And you know, Reinhardt was kind of right. like her role model and mentor. So she right. wanted to. She doesn't want to always be that, you know, backline support. She wants to be in the front line. Hence, she's a support hero who's also right. possible in the front line. Hence, the lore connection to the mechanics over there as well. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. actually. That's a, the storytelling is powerfully exactly. delivered. And Blizzard, Blizzard yeah. knows how to deliver yeah. it. Properly. Like Blizzard knows their yeah. shit. One more doubt I have, right? So, do you think this is a character for uh, some high elo players who are just looking to fill, uh, or more no, of a no. team? This seems like a more team player kind of character rather than no, the, no. Elo. This is more along the lines of a uh, easy to medium character. Yeah. From what I have, huh? yeah. This is uh, this is not a high skill cap hero. This is more along the lines of again, even Reinhardt is in the high skill hero, which is very interesting to see, by the way. I like Reinhardt, man. Like I love that guy. He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you saying. But if you see the two melee characters in Overwatch, uh, 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 yeah. there are only two melee characters with Bridget, right? Um, no? two melee characters as in like in the combo Overwatch. Overwatch. Oh, you're talking about support character, support characters. Yeah. No, no, in general, in general, like there's Reinhardt and then there's Bridget. No, I mean, there's like, even um, actually, yeah, I've never really thought about that. I've never really yeah. thought about that. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah it's very interesting. Interesting so, to see. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, only only yeah, Reinhardt and Bridget. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so me now, for, like closing this off, like like we do with football. Uh, if with the inclusion of this captain, you're asking, what would both of you, tell me, what would your ideal team be like if you want to play now? Yeah, I don't know. But like Bridget is someone uh, you want if you're 
if you are on the defense team i think if you are on defense team if you are with someone like bastion she will destroy uh, any type comps Okay. Like for me, I ha- I, uh, I have two in mind. One yeah, for attack me. and one for defense. So my defense would be pretty much something similar to Amon's. Like have a Reinhardt and uh, like uh, like two shield based uh, like uh, two tanks. A Rein your normal Reinhardt Zarya combo with the shield and all that. And uh, you've got Brigitte as the semi support kind of role. A very powerful healer like Anna and maybe a DP. I mean a, a guy like Torbjorn and another hit scan DPS like Soldier or Mikri. For the attack offense, uh, like attack, especially this is on payload maps. Reinhardt or Risa Brigitte, uh, a Genji, a Tracer, and an and a Mercy or a Zenyatta. Like one of these. Like for the high DPS. Why uh, why, why Mercy when I believe uh, she can also like heal and yeah stuff. Like, because Brigitte can also heal and give armor, but compared to primary healers like Mercy and Anna, her I don't think her healing output can be a lot. Like I have never really played the hero to know. the exact stats but i think like you know from the skills itself like you know she can provide armor and mercy can kind of heal that up basically she's like you know that extra thing just you know giving people get the jack of all trades master of yeah, yeah yeah that is also how people who have been playing her in ptr have been describing her she's apparently um okay at a lot of things and not very good at anything exactly, yeah. right so exactly. which is also a good balance since she's an entry level character i think That's what I wanted to know. She's more of an entry level character for a person to find out where he fits best, and then you know, like, guess basically uh, define their role later on. Exactly. That's the kind of character you basically would want. I, I mean, see, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. some extremely high skill player takes her and plays her as a DPS, because I've seen a lot of people do that with characters like Lucio, Mercy, Anna, Zenyatta, and all that. Like, I've actually seen streams yeah. of people do that. She's pretty much like a midfielder, anyway. So I believe Arnab has no strong opinions on this. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just happy to play the game as it is. It's just gonna do anything. Right? Yeah. Leb, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Aman. You can have your opinions about that. Like, Arna wins at games where you have to just grind all day and you don't need a life. But he has not won World of Warcraft <laughs> yet. Nani, I'll need you guys to flame Arna. I need you guys to flame Arna for one minute more. Just a second. Yeah, I think he's going off or somewhere. Yeah, he left. He left us. But um, oh, interesting word. Uh, wait, wait. When are we starting our uh, World of Warcraft streams again? Oh yeah, I'm back on Monday. We, can, we anyway. can we can do it tonight if you. Anyway, want. what did I miss? That's yeah, right? you didn't miss anything. So Tool. yeah, Tool. what? Are we going, are we going to do a World of Warcraft stream tonight? I don't tonight? mind. You're not doing it without me. You're not doing it without yeah. me. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, lol. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, this rounds off this topic. I mean, Brigada, interesting addition. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how the meta goes. And yeah, looking forward to whatever Overwatch does next. Uh, now we want to next topic, which I feel is a personal attack on my soul. All right. Uh, so Square Enix has been sitting on the property which is Chrono Trigger, considered to be one of the greatest games of all time ever in the history of mankind across all. Parallel dimensions and whatever, right? And they just released their latest. But the moment I found out about it, right, uh, that they have finally released the port to PC, I was ecstatic. I shared it. Everybody I immediately. Can, this was received. I can the, confirm that Udit yeah. did not, you know, contain his excitement. Right, and uh, this was again. And I was not the only one on the Steam. It Steam. It immediately hit like top sellers immediately. And the video, if you look at the 
uh video the trailer that these guys showed it's like they were all into it uh, rats you've yeah, seen I've the trailer seen right like, they were full anime mode on that dude like yeah. holy yeah. like they were like yeah the dream is real the thing has re- the thing has come back the meet the dream team the creators of final fantasy dragon quest dragon ball all coming together to deliver this brilliant experience that you will tell is a timeless classic it was a mobile port straight up lazy nothing done to it the the funny part is the mobile port was a bad port of the nintendo ds port which was a port of the ps1 port which was a port of the original snes version it went through like several levels of bastardization before it released on pc and it looks so ugly all right like uh you can see the the icons in the buttons they, they have that android touch to it like it, it, the ones you know you press with your yeah. hand they didn't even bother to change wow. that for the pc oh wait hasn't those yeah, that interface yeah, that interface still there yeah the interface of android is there the interface of uh, mobile phone wow. is there that is yeah. just bad that is just that bad. Is, hmm this is not the only thing that frustrates me all right first of all and the pricing is ridiculous it's 15 dollars 80 800 bucks all right so you it's not it's definitely n- not cheap but it's not costly enough as well that you won't consider that to buy it because it's going to take up all and like hey 800 bucks i'm going to buy it oh fuck it sucks you scam me and the oh, worst no, part is it, it's square in uh, 800 899 that's still that's a lot of money terrible. so yeah that's still we a lot of money we can buy so, 90 packets of chips with that definitely and i would prefer to buy that yeah, instead this is me saying food as man food <laughs> so yeah. look at this anyway look at this square enix uh four five years ago when people were fighting for a sequel to chrono trigger they were like uh, uh they were interviewed saying like yeah a lot of people want sequel to the chrono trigger and this guy was like mm, that's not what the fans tell me that's not what the sales tell me the ports haven't really been doing well and i'm like i don't understand oh hello yeah you you, you cut off yeah. yeah you cut off but yeah you were, you were ready to you were ready to rage out Let's go. Yeah, I was ready to rage out. You say that Square Enix says that this is the port that is not selling well, and your answer to that is like the one platform that can actually make your game go viral. Steam, you release a lazy mobile port on that, and then obviously it's going to bomb, which it does. You see the most of the negative reviews, Raz. I, I believe you no, seen the reviews. Some best reviews I've yeah. ever read in my entire life. <laughs> best funny reviews ever, dude. People are creative. <laughs> Donald Trump did review. He's like, yeah, this is why I spent three billion dollars into make ensuring that we have the best ports or something like that in a country. <laughs> okay. By, by the way, just 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 to give you guys a little context on who are listening, so there's an account called Donald Trump on Steam right now going around reviewing games. <laughs> And they're hilarious. And it's just the best thing. It's just the best thing. You have to check. ultimate yeah. ultimate. Uh, yeah. Anyway, right. continue. Yeah. So, uh, Rad, you've seen some of the reviews. Right? I have. You'll be able to like. Yeah, tell which one was your favorite. Nice, zero point one hours played. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> and that was like a pos- <laughs> that was one of the positive reviews. The negative review, yeah, the-, the negative review is, sir, I got scammed, my friends, fraud. That was the <laughs> best. Like I got scammed. Right. Uh, so, so, so people are mad, and this is what I don't. So obviously, these guys are going to see this as an att- attributed to the popularity of the game. Oh, you I think you cut off again. Bring this into light is because Hello? Dit? Am I cutting off or is Dit cutting off? Aman Arnab? 
Hello? Yeah. Hello. Hey, yeah. we're here. Hello. All right. Yeah, I don't know who so disconnected. I think I disconnected. You disconnected. Just oh, check right. the stream, no? Yeah, yeah. One yeah. Second. Got to alt tab because Fade doesn't have borderless windows, so I can't alt tab immediately. I got to wait for like two seconds. But yeah, no. So far, there wasn't any problem from my end of the stream. I think my Discord must have just had some hiccups. Been acting right. So yeah. what I really wanted to say was like Square Enix has been sitting on countless properties like Xenogears, like Vagrant Stories, like many of these timeless classics, and they have really, really good IPs as well. So uh, just like the one with uh, Life is Strange, just like Tomb Raider, just like uh, Hitman, and even the near Automata. But these are the kind of bad decisions that they keep making, which makes them like shoot their own foot like and this is not the example even in final fantasy 15 where tetsuya nomura was completely attached they removed him like between without even his consent to make him work on final fantasy 7 and they had to get some hajime tabata to like continue final fantasy 15 which changed into completely different direction and it took 10 years to make because it was in that kind of development hell wow I think you raged enough for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so, you you like covered the entire <laughs> thing for us. Like it's it's like thanks. You know, in the latest episode of uh, Dragon Ball Z, you could feel uh, <laughs> Jiren's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know oh God! I think I'm lagging. I don't know if I'm lagging or if my headset is broke. And then he takes Jiren's uh, blast yeah. away from him, and he's like yeah. watching, like what the fuck happened? I was like that. <laughs> no, whatever, whatever Square Enix just does with Chrono Trigger does nothing but trigger me, like all the time. No pun wow. intended. Whatever. Oh my. Yeah, sure, sure. No pun intended. After he just right. says the. <clears throat> Mm, no mind. Okay, so pretty much. Okay, that was me venting. That was the five minutes of Udit venting. All right, everybody. Uh, we yeah. move on to the next topic, which is something I really want to make a thing of first month. So NPD is the uh, national. Uh, wait, I forgot this name. What, what did I tell you? It was a. Uh, uh, that's. Uh, Na Nash national purchase diary. Diary, Na yeah. national purchase diary. diary. So, yeah. So this is something I want to do because every first week of uh, every month they release the, the research and they they're basically a research and market history firm. And they release all the statistics of the month prior to that. So if it's March, they release the statistics for January. And I wanted to, to make this a regular thing because it gives a good perspective of whatever is happening in the American industry as far as the gaming is concerned. So January, according to a video game sales in US up 59% to $1.1 billion. This has been the best January for video game industry since 2011. And Arnab, do you know which two games led that way? Monster uh, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter yes. World and second was Dragon Ball Fighter. It wasn't PUBG? No, it wasn't PUBG. It was Dragon Ball Fighter Z and Monster Hunter World. Ha! Like Get wrecked, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball is back in popularity, guys. Okay. Except if you're in India, in which case it's not there. Sucks to be you and us. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a whole topic. And another interesting thing is the hardware. Now, Video game hardware sales grew up 119% compared to the last year, which is $278 million. This is not interesting, like not interesting in itself, is that there were over 1 million hardware units sold last month, which has been the highest number since 2011. Nintendo uh, Switch was the highest, uh, most sold console, 
although PS4 outsold it in terms of revenue because I think it was a costlier one. But the best part is that the gap between the top selling platform and the third best selling was only 3%. Like PS4 and Xbox are just 3% away. So despite whatever Xbox went through, it has caught up. This has been a pretty good month for Xbox as well, right? This, uh, so this is the perspective. People are saying like, you know, uh, mobile games, mobile is taking over, console is dying. Does not seem to be the case. Rats, Anab, Aman, what do you think? Uh, so, um, if anyone knows me, I'm not very much for mobile game. Not because I am against the games that exist. But because of two reasons, there are very few good games available in mobile that give the same amount of, or in the same amount of any genres of games that are present on consoles or uh, PC right now. And the second is the fact that there, there's a very big limitation when it comes to interface. Yeah, Straight up. Uh, and if the third you... thing is like, it's very easy to just make to learn a lot of money out of it in, in mobile game. No, 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 yeah, you can earn money if if the agenda is to earn money, then yeah, mobile currently is one of the the larger booming. Markets. I would say, yeah, larger booming. But you have to understand, like even for mobile, if you look into the, uh, so a lot of people see that you know mobile gaming industry is making money, but don't be, they don't go into the details of that, which is only like five percent to ten percent of mobile game development companies make money right right and they're making 90 80 90% of the money of the entire mobile gaming company uh, of the entire mobile gaming development industry right that is not a healthy competition i would say so if you're joining a if you're joining any company which is not that 5 10% you're not making right. any money straight up so that is a, a perspective that i don't think a lot of people take uh, as a when person they, who's worked in a mobile game company like Say that you're on the right track there. Yeah. Um, so I I don't I will very much disagree when people say that mobile is taking over PC gaming and console gaming. I would rather say mobile gaming is a good um, companion to both PC gaming and um, um, console gaming. Definitely. You can. It's it's something to take on the fly. You're traveling. Yeah. You know when there are there are really good games like Monument Valley. And- yeah, but but again, right. even something like Monument Valley, hmm. like consider uh, the game, right? Let's take yeah. it as an example. It's nothing compared to what you get on PC and consoles, straight up. True, right? yeah. definitely straight up. Not true. So, yeah, I I don't see mobile gaming taking over the. PC gaming industry or the mobile, uh, console gaming industry anytime soon. It's just numbers right now, and obviously mo- mobile has more numbers because more a lot of mobile, mobile is a necessity for every single yeah. person today. So it's a and reach. they just have to go, yeah, and they just have to go to the app store if they're bored and download a single game for them to show up in the game mobile gaming industry statistics. Which, exactly. uh, because they might not download a lot of games and never play them so uh, but I would looking at statistics she would count as a potential customer customer definitely definitely and mm-hmm. these stats pretty much prove that the console market is thriving more than ever so no the yeah. gaming is a no ever at all yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, console and uh, 
PC uh, PC market. If you see independently, uh, forget the fact that uh, mobile gaming even exists. They are growing at a much faster pace than they were growing, say, five years, even ten years back. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Which is very, very good news, by the way. Very, very good news, actually. So now I'm going to like get this to the top twenty games in the US, and I'll want you to predict. Done the top one and two, the kings of the thing, Monster Hunter World and Dragon Ball Fighters. What do you think is the third one? PUBG, Fortnite, Call of Duty World War Two. <laughs> What? Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah, it's even worse. Uh, yeah, America, PUBG, PUBG. Uh, as as always, America disappointing the rest of the world. Hey, come on, you gotta have your guns though. Uh, PUBG <laughs> is number four. PUBG is number four. Number five is GTA Five. Still. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that, it's still there. I mean GTA Five is that one game that people cannot get tired of, even right now. Like if not just the people, like even if you look at the sales and stuff, people still wanna play GTA Five. Like it is one of the most popular uh, games in this country too. It's, it's it's very popular, even though it's a game that came out initially at 2012 for the console. Right, everybody just thirteen thirteen. Yeah. Oh, How rich is Rockstar right? No, how rich is Rockstar uh, right so, now? So, uh, as far as I remember, Rockstar made like some billion dollars last year. So, I think seven or right. yeah, something like yeah. that. They, they made right, like just a... out of that one game that they released years ago. <laughs> my my question is, when Red Dead Redemption Two comes, will it be about GTA Five or will it be? No, no, I, I, I don't think so. Because I, I, like I I, I I will disagree. Actually, I I see Red Dead Redemption actually defining. Uh, so, uh. I I have certain myths uh, that I create for myself, right? And if I have to say that there are three legendary de- game developers in the world right now, uh, they would be Blizzard, Valve, and Rockstar. I know Valve not, is not, still uh, no, no, not no, 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 not Valve. I'm sorry, not Valve. I know, yeah, I know. People not, will disagree. <laughs> so again, uh, I am. Naughty Dog makes uh, single-player games, right? I'm talking about uh, okay, companies that have made variety of yeah, everything. They have been Valve simply to two of the biggest, most popular. Like people disregard, uh, people get really awestruck when they see games like uh, GTA V, but they're not that different. Like CS:GO and Dota 2 have been making similar amounts of money for a longer time and with le- much less development costs. You have to understand that. Yeah, but right? like you. Can't- You, you, GTA 5 has this like crazy helicopter. You can just play into. A- no, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, GTA 5 is up there, but like all these three the game developers that I mentioned okay. repeatedly break barriers, which is very interesting to watch. Yeah, but like, okay, we're, we're going when, back from the topic that I said, like Red Dead Redemption 2 and yeah. GTA 5, right? Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to have online mode, but it's not going to have like a plane crashing into. A- <laughs> into a building. Have why, why do I keep making that have, joke? I listen, I am. Like I am anyway, like, yeah, yeah. I am betting anything. It will have trains like we uh, PUBG yeah, yeah, train yeah. style. <laughs> you have to jump off the train and <laughs> run and get a gun and shoot. It'll have to. It'll have to do something to compete with GTA Five itself, right? And then online, it'll have to do something very weird. Uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, dude, uh, it's just going to be hilarious to see like two of Rockstar's <laughs> games still doing well in top ten of these things. And then next, moving on, is NBA 2K18, which was insidious for its uh, DLC practices. By the way, you could not even change the hair. Forget changing hair color. You'd have to do my. There were microtransactions for you to change the hair color, but you could not even see how the hair looked unless you purchased it. 
but it's what? still in the sticks. Yeah, that's how. Like, if you wanted to change your hair color or something, you had to pay for it. But you could not see how it looked on your character until you already paid for it. These were the kind of weird things that were there in NBA 2K18. But it's number yeah. six. Now is what it get comes interesting. Seven, eight, nine, seven Super Mario Odyssey, eight Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, nine Mario Kart eight. And you know what? The best part. These are all physical sales. Nintendo did not give its uh, sales for uh, digital copies. Imagine if this Did game was see? given digitally, that it would have probably broken top three. Yeah, so this these could have been higher than PUBG and GTA Five. Yeah, and also these games. I mean, as far as I know, I don't think they have multiplayer capability, right? Yeah, they don't have. They have single player experiences, except uh, I think Super Mario Odyssey does have. Okay, Legend of Zelda is the only one with uh, single player ones. It's just completely single player. Then again, though, Switch is only a, a, a platform that just turned a year old last week, right? You have to take that also into account. But you also have, and to, it's still you also have to take into account yeah. that we did have this in the previous discussion that Nintendo Switch was like the most hottest selling uh, console. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, and I'm, this is just adding to that how uh, how powerful this console is and how like crazy the single player games are still going, despite people saying that they they are dead. Legend of Zelda so, still number eight. Yeah, it's still number yeah, it is. This game is about all of those, all of Arnab's favorite games. Oh, wow. Right, of course. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, uh, this is the final thing that you have to take away from, guys. Whatever you take from it, just let you know. Let me know your thoughts. Right. I don't know, man. You guys are currently taking digs at me. You're not taking away anything from this. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a dig at yourself. You do that anyway. Play Nico. better games, Arnab. Yeah. Hey, I play better games. I just don't tell you guys about it. World of Warcraft. Let's go. Of of course, I play World. Of, hey, I've been uninstalled like, Guild Wars too. You played. You played know, one game. Per, with as, as per Amman, I believe Guild Wars Two is better than. <laughs> <laughs> and we have picture proof of that. Like Amman, you done. People hacked to. People hacked. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Hacked into. There's no way you can prove that it, that happened. It's you, Aman. It's I have the screenshots with me. Anyway. Yeah, how do you know someone else did not sit in my chair, tie me down, and you wrote those things? Tie you down. down? Tie you down. Because otherwise you won't be able to write those things. Right, right, yeah. right. Anyway, so yeah, NPD gives a good perspective to whatever happens, like like killing a lot of myths there. We should do this on every month, right? Like to like basically kill all the myths that keep going on in our heads. That's and this leads me to the one topic where Arnab will finally shine. All right. Uh, from the MPD, uh, Monster Hunter World, right? Capcom's like niche franchise broke into mainstream late January. Within one month, has sold more than six million copies, right? And it's on its way to become the best-selling ca- uh, game of Capcom ever, ever. All right. More than DMC. More than Resident Evil. More. This is if and if you include uh, only one version of any game, this is the highest selling game Capcom has ever had. All right, 
I find a bit to be nuts because of the way they handle loot boxes. Do you know how they handle loot boxes? They don't. Yeah, yeah they completely skipped it. Yeah, they don't have loot boxes at all. The president in... said, "Yeah, in Monster Hunter World, they don't have loot boxes at That's all." That's interesting. I didn't know. Yeah, so the president, the Jav- uh, the president of uh, the company said, uh, "This is Monster Hunter. The word has hunter. We have loot as a part of the game. Why would you want to charge you for that? We want you." While other people say that they uh, it cuts down the experience, we want you to enjoy the experience, enjoy the hunt, right? And like enjoy these rare artifacts that you actually feel like you've earned after a tremendous amount of grinding. This is the reason that, that we are not going to charge for the loot boxes. And so, it's a pretty damn good explanation as you can get. Like, okay, you're playing a game. like monster hunter where you fight like these humongous beasts and like you get uh, armor parts you get your loot from them and you build your own character just like you want it you want a uh, i don't know an anjanath series blade or bow gun or something you get it by fighting it you want no uh, i want to ask something uh, but like how are they earning money after the there's no in app uh, no they definitely do have dlcs which add more bosses and add more monsters right or no but that but that's free that's free yes so they sell like an in game hey who's playing monster hunter world you are right there is they, they do have uh, they do have micro i started playing a bit hunter world right they, they have, have my Right. Yeah, but this is not. They don't have loot boxes at all. And they have like direct, not, like you just buy the whatever item you want. No, itself. and it's not. You know, the items you get from hunt you cannot get in micro transactions. It's right, simply right. cosmetics. Simply right, cosmetics. Right. So, so, so the item that uh, actually yeah, it's it's kind of like how path of uh, path of exiles they handle Warframe. it. Warframe. Also like how right, path of exiles. No, no, no. I w- I would say Warframe still has some things that you uh, you can buy gear from off the market or of yeah. people, but Path of Exiles is completely like you know on the cosmetic side. They don't even dwell on anything that is remotely even available via uh, purchase. Also, it's purely cosmetic. Also, from what I hear, yeah. Path of Exile has some like they have this every three months or so. They bring out like a new set of content every now and then. which is free right to all the people out there just like monster hunter even this content that they are introducing is com- yeah completely free the, they just That's- brought to ps4 the, like, you can now have alloy skin the skin of alloy from horizon zero dawn but instead of purchasing it you have to like beat a certain boss to unlock it right on a way yeah you have to you have to fight a great anjanath or something like that i haven't really followed up on that quest but it's a great anjanath and let's let's keep one thing in mind when we talk about monster hunter is that this game hasn't even released on pc and yeah, yeah, exactly. the entire development cycle of monster hunter was catered towards the release of it in a western um, market so monster hunter's entire world's entire development cycle was like catered towards the western market i e us and wait uh, wait we are not western okay we are not western first of all but third Let's okay. When I say no, Western, yeah, it's is, not you, even. You add incredible yeah, I mean, point. You're like, talking about PC game. Yeah, yeah. You, you, but what you're saying is incredible. Like highest selling Capcom game, like uh, with the without even having the support of PC so far, so far, right? And it's it it keeps yeah. selling. So in fact, there was just few days ago where it was at five million. In just a matter of few days, it became six million. But 
And the fact is, it is also, I think, uh, Aman once shared uh, the top Twitch streaming games. I think it was a number three, if I'm not wrong, Aman. Yeah, and I didn't, I, I, I shared the statistics for the, it was in top five, it, not top three, but it, it was, was in top, top five, five yeah. of casual stream uh, viewers. I, I think it was, it was number four. It was number four. Yeah, I think it was. It was number four after League of Legends, uh, PUBG, Fortnite, and then yeah, it was yeah. Monster Hunter World. Monster and World. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting game to stream. I, I can understand why it is making headlines on Twitch because of the. It's a difficult game. It's a very difficult game, and the gameplay is solid. It it's is not wrong. even. It's not. It's not difficult. I would say it's unpredictable. Like you're fighting, right. and you suddenly get ganked by three different monsters. And all of these monsters are huge behemoths that can absolutely wreck your day if you're not careful enough. So it's a fun, solid experience and it's very good for streaming. And this is the first time we are actually seeing, like, you know, a new generation of Monster Hunter. See, one uh, thing I would also like to point out, this is the first time we are seeing, again, a MMO-type game coming out, right? Long uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't count uh, Destiny as an MMO type game anymore. People are literally saying Monster Hunter is what Destiny should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, like, but like um, Monster Hunter is full uh, MMO, right? It is. Sort of, sort there of. Is a, there, is a story mode. there is a single player story mode, by the way. You can, you, but you can play it with yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you can stay playing. Yeah, it's, right. basic, it's basic MMO style, which is very interesting. Yeah. I wonder if like... Uh, large scale uh, MMOs and will come out and we'll get news again. Uh, remember Ratul, like yeah. news of this game will kill World of Warcraft. Yeah, wow, killer. And, you know, and the, the most interesting thing is this. The thing is, like, you have your base hub and it's the coziest one. You have like cats like giving you food, like making food for you, which like gives you buffs like, before you go out on the hunt. Did you just say cats? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cats. Yeah. yeah. Cats. Actual kittens. Yeah. And you. No, yeah. not no, actual. You can have. No, you can have. You can have cat as your side partner, like as yeah. a partner. You can make your own. And the thing See, is, like, it's your an base anime game. Yeah. Your, your base grows. Okay. Oh, some, base. Someone, someone record that part where Aman says it's an anime game. Like, yeah, that's 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 10 out of 10 reference right there. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it doesn't take itself seriously. So, and your base keeps growing as you progress in the game. And another thing is, like, another thing I want to talk about is this Capcom. Which has some of the most unique IPs, by the way. If you look at Fright Ace Attorney, if you look at Devil May Cry, if you look at Mega Man. And they're just like, what this means for Capcom as a whole? Because they've been reinventing their franchises as well. Like Resident Evil got a reinvention. Mega Man is coming back. They're looking at Monster Hunter. It's like, hey, uh, this is a niche franchise. How do we make it more accessible and make the best Monster Hunter game ever? And it delivers. Right? Unlike Square Enix, which just releases a straight up port and then says it's not popular. Right? Okay, okay. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Let it go, the, man. Let this it is go. What I, this is a, no, this is a reason I wanted to make this opinion because, because I wanted to show this as an example. And, you know, what does that mean for further Capcom games like Devil May Cry and whatever? The, Capcom is in a mode of reinventing all the. Yeah. Yeah, Aman, you can attest to that. Even Resident Evil got an overhaul. That was very well with this. So I, I want to I want to deviate from the thing you're talking about and because I'm interested about the game. You said that uh, as the story progresses, the base grows and stuff, right? In Monster yeah. Hunter. So yes. is it like, uh, uh, can you interact with the different parts of the base? What are the mechanics? Because uh, yeah, when okay, is the PC uh, game releasing? Uh, it's it's coming out late this year, October or August, yeah, some, September, yeah, October. This is Q3 the, by that time, release. 
by that time bfa will be out i'll be playing that oh yeah same oh but, but imagine like two uh, mmos simultaneously like world of warcraft at night no no, no you'll, be, you'll be playing legion you'll be playing legion by then Right. No, no. I don't. I don't, I don't think. Okay, I, I, okay. I think. I think we're deviating. But uh, the yeah. part where you said uh, about the how you can interact with it, there are different areas that open up. Like you have your, uh, I think, playable areas like the coral highlands, then the ancient forest, yeah. and all this. As you progress in your story, you unlock these areas. But the part is as you. progress you fight harder to harder bosses so you go from brute wyverns to flying wyverns to other types of wyverns then you unlock the elder dragons now these elder dragons are your penultimate bosses or or like you know the ultimate challenges you should face but you have different types so you take on expeditions you take on investigations you take on uh, bounties you take on research quests all of this you can go out to fish you can go out to hunt smaller animals to make your own food which will help you in a big hunt so there is a preparation phase then there is a i don't know like you know a traveling phase to get there and then there's the hunt so it's a like how can i say it's a very multifaceted world where you have to interact with it in every sense possible to get the most out of it and this this and there's that but there's even smaller changes suppose the kitchen that you go out to for having food at the market right as you keep progressing they'll have more equipments on the store like uh, on the market you'll see instead of apples there'll be bananas there'll be like the the food categories keeps increasing and you'll, you the organic development of the place seems keeps seems to keep getting more livelier as well there are very very small attention to detail in that game that cannot go that is done in a way that only japanese people can do for some uh and on its uh, uh, the final thing i want to say on its other spectrum arnab the uh, complete opposite to this is the practice of i believe metal gear survive it's <laughs> 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 yeah. everything opposite to what monster hunter is doing uh, yeah basically and ironically it's apparently uh, has kotan code dethroned monster hunter world in what? uh yeah japan so in japan in the, the land in which they are created Seriously? Yeah. Yes. Is like is this are you joking or like is this for no, you? No, 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 no. This has been confirmed by Game Informer. I'm pretty What I the think. fuck? Yeah. Yeah, apparently this has like oh my god, I can't even believe that I'm saying this, but yeah, Monster Hunter has been de- dethroned by a uh, game. But but like why? Um so is Mo- is Metal Gear Survive even that good? I don't think so. okay let so, let me whatever. put it this way so, let me put it this way i uninstalled the beta right so, like so, in the 5 minutes so you played the beta right rathul actually yes. played the game and from whatever i heard from him it was not a good game that, yeah like that, that's what arnab is saying right i i'm like, saying how it has been thrown monster hunter be, i i don't know at this point at this point i'm willing to say that japanese do not have a good taste in games but that's like yeah How can that you is that's something true. we didn't that know that was the land that like gave that. us dark souls yeah. the game of master hunter that gave us persona 5 and bloodborne like yeah it's so no. weird to hear that like um yeah. monster hunter getting dethroned by metal gear 
By the way, did you hear that uh, renegade uh, 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 guy in Metal Gear Survive who made this quote that basically said Kojima forever in the first level of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That was actually pretty cool. That was yeah. fun. Kojima forever. Okay, uh, ever. Yeah. And then I think he said uh, something like he slandered uh, the two producers. I suppose, dude. I suppose it's just like, dude, in your home country, imagine a Shah Rukh Khan movie. I suppose Metal Gear still has that clout in it. I understand, uh, but I. So, is it like a sustaining player base in Metal Gear Survive in Japan? I don't know about that, though. That's what we have to clarify because it's it just released, right? So you, right. I don't think it's gonna have a sustainable player base like the same thing about Metal. Gear. Maybe, maybe if it's a one-time thing, then I can. Right, yeah, but oh, hold on, like we don't even have like Monster Hunter. Let's just wait until the new rumored uh, monsters come out, and then let's see what happens to Metal Gear Survive. Because see, I don't think I'm, that's uh... not gonna survive. That's that's not up for survival anyway. Like the, I think they have what three or four new Elder Dragons up for release, and we have the series favorite Devil Joe coming back, which everyone yeah. knows as the Murder Pickle. Like once the Murder Pickle comes, and yeah, let's just like no. Yeah, so Monster Hunter World still hasn't shown all its cards yet. That's nope. the best part about this game yet. It's far right. from over. So yeah, so this anyway. We conclude this topic. But yeah, Monster Hunter World, current example of everything, right? Everything that we hope from in the gaming industry. Hopefully, other people take example from this game, like and continue Look, doing the good work. Looking, looking at you, EA. Looking at you. Yeah, looking at everybody. Uh, anyway, so the sixth topic. Finally, we have something Indian to talk about. Uh, apparently, Nordwin and this. How do you how do you pronounce this company? Smash. Smash. Okay, that's a lot of smashing. Up the fire of Malaysia. There's like triple A. There's like three A's in. All right. Yeah. So, so I guess you can so, say they're a triple A company. Okay. So uh, uh, smash. That's one way to become a triple A company. Uh, so Smash Games acquired around what twenty five stake, twenty five percent stake in AMD Gaming. Not them alone. Like Smash, yeah, yeah, them and Nordwin, them and Nordwin, and one more. Smash yes. Nordwin, I think, one more uh, company together yeah. invested in uh, AFK Gaming. They bought what like five percent. No, not entity. No, no, not entity. I think it's Nazara. I don't know. Let's not. No, Nazara. Like... I think got them through Nordwin. I think because Nazara no, no. has highest stake. I guess. I am not sure. Like, but whatever. Yeah. There are three companies that bought twenty-five percent of AFK Gaming stakes, and now because of that. Uh, I we kind of predicted that something might be up because AFK Gaming three three weeks ago like put up job postings for eighteen people Mumbai, right? in, in Mumbai, Mumbai right? for eighteen yeah. people which is not a small number and we were like holy shit where did AFK Gaming uh, get the money from yeah. there we have our answers right um, so they got a good amount of funding and apparently they're uh, according to the article I read in esports um, what was the website. Sports portal, uh, esports something something. Uh, wait, wait, uh, I'll just get to you. It, it is esports uh, central, I e think. Esports central, yeah. Yeah, esports central uh, wrote an article on this, and apparently, not uh, if gaming's valuation is on the higher six-digit number. So, which means, if I had to guess, it's in seventies, eighty lakh valuation right now, which is pretty good for a company which basically started out like asset cast, right? 
development developers which is interesting i would say uh, we don't know why they're hiring it we don't have information but it's it's definitely interesting to see such things happening in the indian gaming scene so yeah i don't think I, i i don't think uh, previously we had indian blogs or portals online portals that started uh, get funded like this uh, so it's a first would you ever take a fund by anybody if any I don't think so. Okay, why would that be? Yeah. It, I think that's preferences depends on like where you want the company to head, what is your vision. Again, I have very little idea of what AMK Gaming is even going to be doing because with the developers they're hiring and I don't think a lot of people outside the people who are working with these people know right now. So, it'll be interesting to see and look out for, I guess. and it's it's definitely nice to know that indian companies are getting funded and they're hiring manpower and like that is one of the ways they are spending the capital they have gained which is going to at the end of the day help regardless of whether something uh, successful happens uh, to afk gaming or not right because it is distributing money into the marketplace and definitely yeah Hopefully, if you know economics it, this helps at the end of the day this so, helps yeah. all of us all of us yeah. in the end some day we're going to get paid yeah yeah uh, that's <laughs> the most important thing i'm picking out of this no you got anything else to add same same like i all i hear all i hear are greens and like greens are always good and no, with no that we have yeah with that okay i got it now but uh, <laughs> we have, we have completed all our topics by by the way guys it's over it's wow. all over yeah that was quick right okay anyway Okay bye thanks just kidding we didn't do one more thing hello yeah which is uh, sell a product i don't think we'll do uh, so last time aman did this whole thing where it just shifted back to recommend uh, the your product or whatever uh, i guess we should go back to that as suppose because it it tends to get a little competitive where things go on unless you want to do the sell a product thing <laughs> to you hmm. i'm really bad. Wanna... i'm really bad with selling stuff Yeah okay so let's just recommend where everybody just thing it can be a game a movie or anything by the way so aman why don't you go first world of warcraft eh good ratul what about you that was my choice <laughs> <laughs> damn it okay now now what the hell that was my choice now i got to think of something so i'll give me some time to go last while you two guys recommend uh, yeah. anup yeah anup go recommend something and also tell us why you recommend A World of Warcraft retail edition from Games the Shop. You Sorry, know what? To be honest, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let me continue from where I said, like, let off. If you were, if you are a Blizzard fanboy, buy all the C- retail CDs that are available in um, Games the Shop right now because they come with a lot of goodies. Like they're not like your nat- uh, regular um, PC CD boxes where you just get the 
box and there's just a CD inside. They, Not like that. Yeah, You'll get, get a lot of stuff. They give the whole stuff. CD basically. No, no, they, no, they give mean, a lot of stuff. No, like with World of Warcraft. Like they give the cards and everything else with that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, with World of Warcraft, I got like a quick start guide. I got like a 250 page manual on the World of Warcraft, right? Like different races, different professions, uh, the lore. So if you're a nerd and if you're into gaming and if you're into Blizzard games, now is a good time. They have started selling Blizzard copies three, four months ago. I think since last year. And before them, re good re retail copies game weren't available. I remember coming to Kolkata back in 2004-5 simply to be able to buy a Warcraft 3 boxed edition, which were massive back then inside. Yeah, it was I like remember. massive. It was like it was yeah. like a dictionary, like the old school encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got like books with it. You got maps. You got a lot of things. And wait, do they? You will get similar. Do, does Games Workshop yeah. still sell those? I don't know if they're selling the old copies, but I have seen like uh, World of the World of Warcraft I bought, bought from me and Arnab, like the retail copy. It's just uh, it when I bought it, it was just five hundred bucks, right? And we got like a two fifty page manual. We got free Hearthstone cards, different uh, qu a quick start guide, four CDs with the different looking CD covers. Uh, it's just a treat to see boxes like these uh, again. After such a long time, like I used to collect physical discs, nice. and for the longest time you didn't have anything like that. So I, I I'm totally down for like buying more of uh, similar copies of different games. I, from, I really, uh, I really want to buy the, the shop. I really want to buy the old school Warcraft 3 NFQs box because that thing was massive. My brother's friend actually had I don't, that, and I want. I don't think you'll get it again, but like those were oh, those were the best. Well, I'll wait for the remastered box then. It's okay. I remember buying Warcraft 3 and Diablo 2 boxes, right? And they were huge. Diablo 2, I remember, yeah. like, was yeah, Diablo fat as hell. Diablo 2 was fat, but it wasn't as big as a Warcraft one. Yeah, it, but it was fat and it, it had was, a it, huge manual. Exactly, yeah. It had the entire lore of Tristram. Oh, it, th those bring back good memories. So I'm just recommending, uh, if you are in India, if you're watching this podcast, games if shop. you are that's, into Blizzard games, <laughs> that's, Arnold, Blizzard, that's uh, Arman's uh, recommendation. yeah. 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 Uh, Rats, have you thought about yours? No, I'm still thinking about it. I don't know whether I said you made. Wait, did I say you made a key in the previous one? Sorry, I have no idea. No, you, no, you didn't send you made a I don't. I, I think you did. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, rip. So let me go then. Let me go then till that time. So I'm gonna suggest this uh, documentary movie which is there on Netflix called The Thirteenth. I remember I watched it at two a.m. last night and I was so traumatized. I asked Aman to immediately watch it. Uh, Again, it talks about the 13th Amendment in the U.S. government, which is which basically abolished the slavery law back in 1865, saying that slavery is no longer going to be tolerated. But there was a loophole there, like provided they are not criminals, all right? And then it goes on to say in the way America manipulated the media and everything to basically chastise... So because before 1865, uh, black people were slaves, okay? No doubt about that. But... Uh, after that, after the slavery law was abolished, there were these guys were free, but there was a huge economy economic gap for America because they had nobody to do the work, all right, and they needed to fill that up. So they needed to find a legal way around it to get these people to work again. So they provided that flaw, like provided these are criminals. So in that way, it shows how America, like, sort of, it's so sad that they manipulated ways to show black people as criminals to put them back in jail, 
and have them work under, uh, uh, get back to working basically the same way. So it shows like in 2000, how America as a country has less than 5% per, uh, population, but more than 25% people in their prisons. All right. And it gets worse. All right. So the whole, uh, it also explains how the left uh, became more and more closer to the center because uh, it wasn't until the 70s during the era of Nixon where they really started making this feel like a war on drugs when the war on drugs basically became a thing that happened in Ronald Reagan era. But the the thing was, there was so much disparity that they went more hard on crack, which was uh, cheap and black people had it than on cocaine. So these guys put all the uh, everything, everything that the black people had. So whatever they could do to get them in prison. All right. And these were working because the racism that was brought in mainstream media to show them as the bad people was working. The mass hysteria that they created was working, but it was all driven for an economic purpose. All right. And the left, the Democrats noticed that these hard uh, things were getting the votes, the Republicans. So when Bill Clinton came, he had to be more hard, closer to the center to appeal that. And so he created this stronger police order. Right. Which didn't help anything, which only worsened the matters. And so when uh, Obama's case didn't help and Donald Trump was going up against him and it was Hillary Clinton who was up against that person, people still had that paranoia. She was the one who supported the lob, which basically screwed over all the colored people. So there was no support from the colored people against Donald Trump. This was the reason why it goes. It basically gives you a huge pains, the huge puts everything into perspective for you. And you notice that this is not a thing that happened in the past. It's something that is continuing happening, but it's not black people anymore, but it's colored. But it just goes to show you the history that black people went through. They went through 300 years of unpaid labor, labor for which America owes them around 15 to 16 trillion dollars. All right. Uh, whereas Germany, which did a heinous act of the genocide, pretty much repair, you know, repaid all of that. And they have acknowledged it and they take steps to, you know, make sure that doesn't happen. America does not even acknowledge this as a thing that they're doing and it's such a saddening thing and if you guys actually see this it's going to traumatize you just the way it traumatized me so that's my recommendation i hope everybody sees this why do you want to traumatize people yeah man what kind of a sicko are you people have people have to learn this as a fact by the way did you guys know that the black panthers was actually a group there that was like i I know about the black panther group yeah 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 so I will take you up on that topic because I know this. A lot of people uh, picketed um, <clears throat> theaters in um, US because they thought uh, Black Panther was propagating terrorism and militant <laughs> activity. Which is... And the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the hilarious part is the Black Panthers, those group weren't even that big. It was J. Edgar who FBI agent portrayed them as a threat, by the way. They were nothing. They were not anywhere close to like taking on the whole America. Right, right. Funny. Yeah, so I recommend people to watch it because it gives you a whole perspective of the 400 years of culture, which, yeah, is not pretty. But it definitely needs to be noticed. Yeah. What else? Uh, Arnab? Hmm. Haven't really delved into anything this week, so I can't really suggest anything. But been having a lot of fun with World of Warcraft, so I'll just back up Aman with whatever he said. Like, go buy that. Like yeah, please join us. Like we yeah. are trying to form, trying to form yeah, a we'll, guild or we'll something. We'll be forming a forty-man raid group. Yes. Yeah. Forty-man raid groups are back in battle for Azeroth. 
We'll call it the Black Panthers. Will it be a political commentary on No, no, we'll call it the Royal of... Tigers. Best. Oh yeah, Bengal Tiger. Yeah. So, Rats, have you finally like... Yes, on? I have. And you're going to love it because it actually links with the caption of, the, of today's podcast. Ah, yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah, so I did play the Final Fantasy demo on PC a couple of days back on the, you know, the Nvidia Facebook page. And I loved the game. The graphics were good. Anzil was amazing. The characters are lovable. Holy shit. Like, damn, all of them have their own <laughs> sense of humor. It's really fun. Like, some, I think some of the characters can be relatable. And the others, you know, they've got those cool hairstyles and shit. So my recommendation, I think the chat's already guessed it. Final Fantasy 15 on the PC. It's coming out next week. I am super excited for it. I want to play that game. I want to. I want to be, you know, properly, you know, get into the story of that game. And I can't wait. Uh, you're you're gifting me that, right? Ah, uh-huh. I'm sorry. What? Right. I'm. I might be hosting a giveaway. So you heard it here first. Uh, I, so you get everybody can take part. Taking that giveaway, so. The one we, thing I love about, about Final Fantasy XV is such a it's the coziest open world game that you can play. Where those character, the fun thing about that open world that makes it feel more alive is the people that surround you, right? Yeah, exactly. If it gets night, the comment of how late it is, and the banter is just so relatable. It makes the it makes the whole thing feel like much much of an experience, like a one time experience. Especially the starting that happens is not typical for a game, a fantasy game. Especially Final Fantasy, where he's just pushing a car. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's what got to me. Like, they, you know, it starts off with them leaving the, you know, the em- uh, the empire and all that stuff, and you expect, okay, fine, they're probably going to get into like a first badass quest. No, they're pushing a car, and it kind of slowly draws you in to the game, you know, with all their conversations and stuff like that, which is actually pretty cool, and I enjoyed it. Right. So there's a lot to take in, and before, uh, just to add to his suggestion. If you're ever going to watch Final Fantasy, make sure and play Final Fantasy. Make sure you watch these two things first. You have to watch uh, King's Glaive, Final Fantasy, which is a movie that happens before the start of the game and explains a lot of that, of what happens back in the kingdom. Otherwise, you can be completely confused. And watch The Brotherhood, which is an anime. It's available for free. Uh, it gives basically backstories of all the three other bros and how they tie into Noctis and how what relation they have. It makes the it just enriches the experience a lot. But it is absolutely essential that you watch them. And this causally leads us to the final topic in uh, of a podcast, which is predictions. Now that we know that it's going to release, Final Fantasy 15 is going to release on March 6th on Steam. I want you guys to give a number on what do you think the sales will be? Wait, in the Indian market or just in general the global? In the uh, the global, global, get the global. The Indian market would have been easier. Damn it. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. If it's easier, we'll say the Indian market then. All right. Um, actually, no. Fuck it. I'll just go with the globe. So, okay. bit, so I'm guessing 10 million. I see around 5 to 7 million. 5, five to 7 million. million. Yeah, yeah. You th- that's a, that's a lot. You think it's going to do that much? Given the hype? Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably. I'm but yeah. uh, lifetime sales. Are you talking about first week sales or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, first week sales. First week sales will hit probably like 500k or a million. But uh, yeah, okay. we'll see that. Life, uh, for, for, you're saying 500k of uh, sales and 5 to 7 million lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, generally. Okay. Rats? Um, I would say around uh, first week sales might 
sorry about that uh, first week sales will be around uh, the same number what uh, aman gave 500k to you know a million and lifetime sales would be around 10 to 12 million okay 10 to 12 arnab what do you think about um first week sales 750000 and lifetime would be 8 million okay just to give you a perspective square enix expects a sales of 2 million lifetime <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow, I thought. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. We'll see the first week sales of uh, next week. We'll we'll keep a track of it, and I'll let you know who. One question: Do they not play their own games? <laughs> they don't, because if they did, they would have made a good Chrono Trigger. All right. <laughs> okay. So that that concludes the topic. But that concludes all the topics. Thanks for tuning in, guys, for a uh, 13 podcast. Uh, guys, if you want to say. Bye to our audience. Say, yeah. Thanks for watching, guys, and please like our page, follow us, share this podcast if you like it, and do leave your feedback in the comments below. So signing off. Thanks for watching. Yeah. All right. Rats on up. Do it. Do you the honors. Arnab, you first, fam, because I'm gonna plug in like a little bitch afterwards. Peace out, homeboys. All right. Uh, oh, okay, that was it. Oh, my turn. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Don't forget to like, love, wow, react, acid, cast thing. And also, I'm going to be playing 20xx with Udit on my Facebook. Page. Oh yeah, we're going to do that. So yeah. yeah, make sure you guys. Yeah, on in that half an hour actually. On that very note, after you guys are done, Aman, we are doing the World of Warcraft stream. Just us. Uh, we we will do that tonight, like from yes. here. I guess. Yeah. yeah so. Going to be playing 20xx with Udit in like half an hour to an hour's time, because I am hungry. I want to eat something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but definitely. That's it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Go, 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 yeah, go, go, go. But pretty much that's about it. Don't forget to follow us all. You know, share this podcast. Join the Discord group. It's in the pinned comment. And yeah, join us in the further discussions and stuff. That's it. See you next time. Next week, same time. Hopefully. Mostly not, but yeah. See you. No, not, uh, not the same time. Not, not this time, not, please. No. Not this time. Earlier. No. <laughs> earlier. Yeah, we we plan to do this earlier. But anyway, thanks for joining in. Uh, your support means a lot. Like later, and go play Monster Hunter World. Bye. Peace out, nerds. <laughs>